0: If you're good at something, never do it for free.
1: Typhoon, y'all know me, and I'm coming up, just wait and see. If you're good at something, never do it for free. But if you're great at something, would you still agree? Typhoon, y'all know me, and I'm coming up, just wait and see. If you're good at something, never do it for free. But if you're great at something, would you still agree? So let me take you back to wherever. Welcome back to Kevin and the Wu-Tang clan. Today, live in San Francisco, I have my brother with me. Talking about week five, week six, and week seven, I guess. But we'll probably mostly, most likely, be fiel- focusing in on week six games that we watched together mm-hmm. at Michael's place on his couch. So we're—it was kind of weird for me because I was just sitting there, waking up 10 a.m. and yeah, there's NFL games and also the week. Uh, it started early because. Um, Carolina and Tampa had the London game as well. So we had a full slate of games um, to watch today.
0: Yep. So we're, uh, we're right now recording at uh, Vara Apartments in SF. And yeah, it's good to have Kevin here. And yeah, I mean, it's always great to have a Sunday where you wake up at 10 a.m., um, just start the day with football. And I actually, having been here for the past year and having had two NFL seasons go by, uh, I kind of prefer it. I'm digging it. I kind of like it. It's not
1: bad at all. Like, I don't hate waking up at 10 a.m. and watching football, rolling out of bed and watching football. So it's pretty nice. Yep. Uh, and Christian McCaffrey gave me a nice treat as I was waking up. Um, as he ended up scoring two touchdowns today for my fantasy team. So we'll get more into fantasy. Um, another tough week for Michael. For, yeah, I don't yeah, want to talk about Just to it. preview that uh, part of the podcast. But, Mike, let's get into today and some of the games that we saw. Um, Mike, I think the only natural place to start is J-E-T-S. Jets. 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 Mike, watching that game today um, wow, what a difference a quarterback can make, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. So we'll start with the, uh, Cowboys and Jets. And, um, you know, even before this game kicked off, I was telling Kevin, you know, what's unfortunate. And I know we kind of messed up
1: on our schedule this week because of my weird flight schedule and all that type of stuff, but we weren't able to record a preview podcast for this week and record our picks. But, I do have to defend my brother. He had been saying all week that he felt pretty confident um, with Sam Darnold at quarterback and that he was like, watch out, watch out for those games. Um, And it was really exciting to kind of watch out and see.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, before the game, I thought that the Jets had a great chance against the Cowboys. and. You know, looking at who the Cowboys had played earlier um, for their 3-0 and streak, pulling up those games right here, I it wasn't any real competition. I mean, you had the Giants, who they beat, um, the Redskins and the Dolphins, and we already know the Redskins and Dolphins. Those are the two worst teams in the NFL. Uh, they lost to the Saints, then they lost to the Packers. And for me, I actually thought that the Jets, week one, when they had Darnold, looked pretty Pretty good. Like, we should have beaten those Bills, um, if not for some poor, uh, kicking. So, I actually felt pretty good with our Jets. And, you know, f- Nick Falk, Folk, Falk, No, no, it's, uh, you Luke, oh, Luke, Luke Falk, Luke Falk, who's now, lo- who's no longer
1: with the Jets and got cut this week.
0: Horrible. He was horrible. So, um, So for me, I kind of liked a few of the moves the Jets had made in the offseason. Obviously, Jamal Adams, still a stud. And you have a lot of decent weapons with Le'Veon Bell, Crowder, um, Anderson. So I felt good about the Jets, and uh, they managed to pull it out. And it was great to, uh, you know, maybe you got to watch more of these games together because that was a a good outcome for our Jets. I know.
1: Maybe I brought the luck over to SF um, rooting on our Jets together. Um, But I thought it was a really, really, like, I thought it revealed a lot more about the Dallas Cowboys Mm. instead of what it said about our Jets in terms of whether or not Dallas is the real deal. Because I think we've gotten a little bit of a taste in terms of being able to see what this Cowboys team is made out of. And you mentioned their soft schedule in terms of how they got their easy wins. And now that they've played the Saints, um, the the Packers, and now the Jets, who most people would probably consider before this week as not a strong team at all, um, with them losing three straight games to those teams, I think a lot of people are going to question whether or not Dallas is the real deal. Whereas three weeks ago, people were ready to hail them as like one of the top NFC teams.
0: Well, I, I don't like their upcoming schedule. I mean, they have the Eagles. And then the Giants, who are looking a little bit frisky, the Vikings, Lions, Patriots, then Bills, Bears, Rams. I mean, it's it's a gauntlet, and I don't see them coming out um, with a winning record out of this one. And
1: they had some key injuries today. Uh, they had both tackles out, Lyle Collins and Tyron Smith, both out of during this game. Um, Randall Cobb wasn't on the field. And then... Amari Cooper ended up getting hurt in, in the first quarter. So they are relying heavily on Zeke uh, to carry the ball, but they just weren't able to get it done today.
0: Yep. So, uh, I mean, I don't want to spend all of our time. I mean, I wish I could spend all of our time talking about the Jets, but um, we'll save the rest of their rest of season schedule for some of the previews. But, I mean, they looked good, too. They looked good. So... I'm I'm happy with this week. Bad Let's just revel. Week. Let's just revel in this, Mike, because I don't know how it many. It doesn't happen. Often. I I don't know
1: how many times we're gonna be able to get a huge win over a team that is a popular team in this uh, in the NFL. So I'm really happy that we're able to get mm. this win. Um, maybe moving on, Mike. What other result out of this week's games kind of surprised you, or w- um, yeah, had a surprising result?
0: Yeah, so for me, some surprising results were, I mean, just some good games out here. Texans-Chiefs, I probably would have had the Chiefs winning at home, Um, but yeah, the Texans kind of show that they are for real, and um, just a very balanced offensive team. Like, Deshaun Watson looked good. Carlos Hyde was giving me, you know, he's on one of my fantasy teams, giving me fits with that first carry where he had a fumble, Um, but then, you know, they they kept running it, and you know he managed to come out of that game quite well, um, but yeah, overall the Texans being able to handle the Chiefs away that was a surprising result.
1: Yeah, and I think like if you look at Patrick Mahomes' stats for the last three games, not that he he just hasn't produced at the level that we're used to seeing Patrick Mahomes produce at. Um, he had three touchdowns his first week, four touchdowns his second week, and then three touchdowns his third week. And I think in the last three weeks, including this week, he's only had four touchdowns in total um, over those three weeks. So it's the, it kind of just shows where, however well Mahomes is doing, and I think the Chiefs need Mahomes to produce at pretty much an All Pro level for them to continue to win. It's a little bit concerning that they dropped to four and two now and not that and I think a lot of people thought it was them and the Patriots. Do you think now that there's a little bit of a gap between them and the Patriots?
0: Uh yeah, I, I think that there's some gap between them and the Patriots, but I mean the Patriots really haven't quite been tested yet. Um, I mean they play the Patriots played like a Steelers team, Dolphins, Jets um, without Sam Darnold, Bills, Redskins, Giants. And, you know, they haven't really proven themselves against any real competition. I think that uh, the Patriots actually playing the Jets this upcoming week will be a interesting um, litmus test for them. But, yeah, I mean, f- for me, the Chiefs have played some real competition. I, I'm I'm not as worried about the Kansas City Chiefs as others are, but the defense just you have to stop the run game a little bit. You can't be giving up like 6 yards per carry or something like yeah. worse in the NFL. So that's that's going to be disaster, especially since, you know, people are getting the formula for how to beat the Chiefs, right? And I think the line showed it a, a while ago, like 3 weeks ago. Yeah. And a lot more teams are just running it, controlling the p- time of possession. Like I think there's some crazy stat where like the Kansas City Chiefs had like one of the most lopsided time of possessions uh, against the Texans, so um, that's that's obviously something they have to shore up. And a lot of the changes they made on the defensive end just haven't seemed to work out. You know, letting go D Ford, um, signing Tyron Ma- Matthew, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm concerned um, a little bit, but I think that this Chiefs firepower, especially with Tyreek Hill, will you know. They'll figure it out.
1: Yeah, and he, and it was a positive for them to get Tyreek Hill back because he looked pretty electric today um, against Houston. Um, and then on the other side of things, Houston looked – in I, I was impressed that they were able to go into Arrowhead, get a huge victory for them. And it kind of seems like um, – I don't know if you agree with this, but it kind of seems like they have the, the stranglehold on that AFC South um, for – at least for me, they've kind of put some separation. The Colts were on a bye week this week, so they're sitting a half game back at 3-2. and two. But if you had to put your money on it, it seems like the Texans are the one to bet on in that division.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Texans have proven themselves against some pretty tough competition. I mean, being the Chiefs, that's, that's a marquee win for them. Um, I'm not really... I mean, the Titans are a disaster. We saw Ryan Tannehill put in some minutes. After Mario to look like a dumpster fire. Um, Jacksonville. I I mean they played a Panthers team that I think is really tough, and then a Saints team. Um that's still quite well rounded and, and very solid. So I think the Jaguars might be a team, you know, they have the Bengals. Still they, on
1: that Jaguars uh, band. I mean, they
0: have the Bengals and they have the Jets. So they're gonna be four and four in my in my opinion, right? Uh, and then they have these Texans. Um, for a home game, so I think that'll be an interesting one to watch. And I think the Jag- Jaguars could be a little bit frisky, and uh, the Colts as well, beating the Chiefs um, as well. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be. We'll talk about it in the previews, but a pretty big game coming up.
1: All right, Mike, let's move on to the next
0: next game that I
1: wanted to talk about. And the next game I wanted to talk about was the 49ers Rams game, and. For me, this game was really a huge litmus test for the 49ers in terms of trying to determine whether or not they were the real deal. And they really successfully passed that test, and I thought they were overwhelmingly the better team um, in comparison to the Rams. They were just able to get so much pressure on Jared Goff um, with that defensive line. And we were talking about this on the couch when we were watching the game that they have a lot of former first-round picks on that defensive line. You'd think about Eric Armstead, DeForest Buckner, Joey Bosa. Also, you'd think about Solomon Thomas. Those are all guys that were drafted in, in the top 10 uh, for the 49ers and that they have been able to prove their worth and they were able to really close the pocket in uh uh, for Jagged Goff, where he wasn't able to make throws and step into his throws. And that really affected the way the Rams were able to run their offense. And maybe, maybe a part of that was Todd Gurley's absence, but I think it kind of showed some of the ineffectiveness of Sean McVay's offense when they're not able to rely on a strong running game.
0: Yeah. And no, that was a really, really impressive win. And for both of us, I think the the one thing that kind of stood out that made San Francisco so elite was the defense, right? And in particular that front seven, like like you were saying, that defensive line just just the pocket collapsed so quickly around Jared Goff. Uh every he looked play, like a little boy running a, for his life. Every play. Like I, I there was such a swarm of defenders for every single play. It was like the motor, the relentlessness of that defensive line. It really got to golf and you know, looking at golf stats, thirteen 24, 78 yards, averaging three point three uh per attempt, like that's those are horrible numbers and sacked four times, but he just had no He had no time no time. No, no time. time. Watching that watching that game like I felt you know, just looking at the stats you might think, Oh, Jared Goff had a bad game, but it was it was forced. By the 49ers, what they were doing with the immense pressure they got every single play. Um, but for me, I, you know, Jimmy G here, not a great game to be very honest. Um, just a solid game overall. But you know, he hasn't convinced me that he could sort of lead his team in the playoffs, right? Uh, I don't want to bring up another great defensive team, but our Jets have had a few great defensive teams with some okay. Um, Pretty decent looking quarterback to Mark Sanchez, but uh, it kind of reminds me of that. I'm not sold yet on Jimmy G.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting thought. I think they definitely are relying on a lot on their defense um, to kind of carry them. Um, but what and and they're really focused on running the ball as well. They've got um, Tevin Coleman, Matt Breida, who's looked fairly good, and they were out for a bit. Um, and even their, their backups, Raheem Mostert, he was able to kind of prove that he um, belongs as well in that running back um, depth chart. So I, I, don't, I don't know if they're really going to be asking Jimmy G to carry the load for them. And he's been able to prove that he can make the sufficient amount of throws that he's being asked to do Mm. within the system. And he's not, I don't think he'll be asked to do like the heavy lifting, hey, throw the ball 40 times a game.
0: Yeah. I mean, it really does remind me of that, you know, some of those Jets teams that took us far in the playoffs to two Um, AFC championship uh, games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that amazing run defense, right? Stacked front seven. Um solid secondary. Just great defense, but not I mean, you know, the Jets teams had like solid ground and pound games too. But the quarterback play was always in question. Um I you know, I would have hoped I would have seen a little bit more from Jimmy G by now, but I I mean I think this is a playoff. I mean 5 and 0 right now. You, you can't complain with some of the results so far. Yeah,
1: you really can. And I think on the other side of things for the Rams, it's going to be looking a, a little bit precarious because they're sitting at 3 and 3 right now. And I'm counting all these teams, the Cowboys, the Eagles, they're both at 3 and 3. 49ers, Seahawks, Rams, 3 and 3 or better. Packers, Vikings, Lions, Bears, all 3 and 3 or better. So like and then you have the Saints and the Panthers, both um, better than three and three. So right now, the C, um, the Rams are pretty much sitting like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They're sitting in like 10th place in the NFC right now. Um, and I think it'll change a couple different things in terms of maybe what Sean McVay wants to do offensively, because Jared Goff hasn't proven that he can really carry the load for this team offensively and really rely on his arm, Um, and they really need to rely on the running game, so it opens up a lot of things for their passing game, Um, whether it be play-action pass or being able to do some of the RPO type of stuff that McVay likes to do. But um, it's definitely got to be a concern for McVay, with them losing like a really close with with them losing a divisional game that's really important in the playoff race
0: yeah I mean for me right now I, I'm not sure that the Rams actually make the playoffs to be honest um and that it and people
1: might think that's like a crazy hot take but if you think about it and think about all the other teams that they got to go ten them, and six
0: they can't go I, I don't think nine and seven will make the wild card for the NFC no. yeah
1: especially with the, um, the amount of teams that are
0: so competitive
1: in this um in this uh conference.
0: Yeah, like they're fighting for a wild card spot. I can't see I mean the 49ers and Seahawks like it doesn't look like they're going to let up and one of those two teams is likely going to win the division. Like we haven't seen Goff turn it on yet and uh he, he needs to prove that he's kind of worth that extension. But with all the great teams in, in the NFC, I, I don't think that they're out of the race just yet. I mean, they're three and three. They're playing a very nice schedule where they could kind of get back in track um, with the Falcons, Bengals, Steelers, right? Mm-hmm. I think they have these three games to sort of figure out what kind of offense they want to run. But, you know, then they kind of get a few frisky teams um, right after that. So, um, You know, these next three games are going to be telling, like, these are must-win games, Mm -hmm. I would say. So, Mike,
1: sticking with the NFC West, the Seahawks were able to pull it out against the Browns today, Mm 32-28. And your your roommate, Pat, who is a huge Browns fan, Mm -hmm. being from that area. The land. Yep. um, He was quite disappointed watching that game. Um, Upset at Baker Mayfield, who's kind of shown his struggles – Uh, today. Um, In his post-game conference, he voiced his displeasure um, about the referee calls and Mm. things like that. Um, But the Browns were not... They they got off to a hot start against the Seahawks team, and we thought, okay, like this is the type of offensive output that we were expecting out of this Browns team, especially what they showed early on in the game. And then the Seahawks were were able to find their way back and claw their way back. Russell Wilson probably is the MVP of the league right now um, with the way he's been playing. Um, hasn't thrown an interception yet, um, mm-hmm. and he looks like every bit of the contract extension that Seattle has given him.
0: Yeah, I mean, actually a really impressive win for the Seahawks. and On the, Browns, the road as well. On the road, and the Browns were they wanted to give that game up it it was it was kind of incredible (laughs) some of the play calling some of the uh, it it was just kind of upsetting to watch and i I could feel some of pat's frustration but you know i'm still not quite fully out on baker mania um just yet right i i think that i i just like these type of gamers like the baker mayfield like the lamar jackson types who who you know baker got hurt and then he like went right back in i mean i it doesn't show up in the box score but that's like the type of of player uh that you want on your team right but baker just in terms of the things he has to clean up like how many times did we see that pass maybe because of the injury where it was like behind the hip or something or like just 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 a, location yeah, yeah just like a few feet off like just in terms of the placement just not the right place and definitely a few catches that should have been made by the wide receivers like some of those interceptions shouldn't fully fall on baker to be very fair yeah um but i mean it, it, it's it is certainly a disappointing start for the cleveland browns two and four but shout out to nick chubb holy this guy is last mon- couple games this guy yeah. is a monster he he, his running cell is just, like, this frenetic, like, it's it's crazy just how powerful um, the cuts are, how, like, his breakneck speed. It, it's this guy, probably a top five running back, top three. Yeah, I would,
1: I, I don't know if it changes, like, for fantasy. For fantasy, yeah, top five, but. I don't know about top five in the NFL right now. Mm. Maybe. I mean, with the way he's kind of shown his production, maybe he's kind of
0: proven that. But I would say top five for me right now.
1: Yeah, so, but I don't know. I just kind of have to give the Seahawks credit for going on the road and being able to get a huge win, and they've been able to keep pace with uh, the 49ers and really put pressure on them uh, in that NFC West, and it really sets up a really interesting divisional battle uh, for them going down the stretch. Mike, one other, there's actually two other games that I want to touch on. Um, I guess our field goal, uh, field goal kicker of the week, our kicker of the week, I guess, goat slash, I don't know, donkey of the week goes to matt bryant oh yeah yep kind of looks sad like he this 44 year old dude like on the sideline they just kept panning over to him and just no like no surrounding him no one surrounding him no just one, yeah. looks like the falcons are going in for the tie and then matt bryant misses the extra point with less than a minute left in the fourth quarter and it was just kind of sad to watch him like go through his emotions um Yeah, go through all that, and it just, like, yeah, the Falcons kind of proven, like, throughout the season, and correct on you, Mike, you've really been out on the Falcons from the start of the season, but the Falcons really have kind of dug themselves in holes all throughout the year, early holes where they'll go down 14-zip, like, nothing, and then they have to, like, claw their way back. Um, yep. as the game wears on, and it's kind of pr- taken its toll on this team.
0: Yeah, I mean... Does Dan Quinn get fired? I think so. I mean, talent-wise, this team is too good to be 1-5. I mean, you have Julio, Matt Ryan. It, like, their it, offense looks incredible no, yeah. in terms of the talent that's on the field. It's it's too talented of a team to go 1-5. And honestly, like, they should have won that game against Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, they just they start every game slow like seven like they were down by 10 at the half um by the fourth quarter I honestly thought the Falcons were probably gonna win uh and pull one out but yeah our our guy uh Matt uh 44 year old Brian so kind of a tough one um you know he was two for two on field goals three or four for extra points but when it mattered wasn't able to hit that extra point. That, so. Yeah,
1: and I think that's incredibly tough um with all the pressure uh that's on these guys, but yeah, he's the he's the donkey of the week, I guess, uh as the field goal kicker mm. not being able to make that extra point uh extra point. So, unfortunate for the Falcons, they end up falling to one it. and I guess it seems like in this tough NFC it, see, it seems really tough to see them possibly making a playoff run. So I don't know if Dan Quinn's able to keep his job. Um, for no, there are the
0: playoff race. Yeah,
1: so let's move on. Sticking in the NFC, and Kirk Cousins comes to life. Vikings end up winning 38-20 against this Eagles team who has kind of shown a bit of good and a bit of bad, and they have been struggling in terms of finding consistency uh, with their mm. with this team um, but the Viking Stefan Diggs comes to life they st- they air it out a little bit more kind of have a little bit more of a balanced offense um, between the run and the pass and you know this has kind of been the struggle uh, for for Mike Zimmer and trying to establish a I guess fair fair split between the run and the pass and his offense and it seemed like today they were able to find that balance perfectly
0: yeah I mean, it's not often that you play a team like the Eagles where it's kind of a like a pass funnel, right? That run defense is pretty stout for the Eagles, but the secondary for the the secondary is just kind of horrible. Um you just saw Stefan Diggs just run like a straight line route, just beat his uh, defender with speed, yeah, straight go and, route. yeah, you know, there were a few times that like Stefan Diggs and like Kirk cousins over may have overthrown a ball or just like Diggs like there's a funny one where it just, like, hit Diggs on the face and he just missed it. But, um, yeah, no, Diggs could have had a lot bigger day. But overall, uh, yeah, I I mean, I like the Vikings. I I haven't been super sold on the Eagles recently. Um, But, yeah, I kind of like the direction that these Vikings are going with, you know, still relying on the run game, but willing to take some more, you know, calculated shots with... Stefan Diggs and uh, Thielen, knowing the talent they have at wide receiver, and I, I've always kind of liked Kirk Cousins, and uh, he, he just makes some really poor decisions, um, especially in the red zone, where he just like tries to make that like unbelievable play when it's really not there. But I mean, he he also makes those throw. He he has the arm strength to make the the like long throws. He's a pretty well-rounded quarterback, in my opinion. Yeah, I
1: I don't know. Like, I the jury is still out for me on Kirk Cousins. He, it's just like ju- one game isn't gonna change my opinion on him. But um, he was able to prove today that I think with some of the right play calling, um, mm-hmm. that and maybe you, maybe this is kind of the cure he needed with the weak um, Eagles secondary, and maybe that really helped him out there mm-hmm. um, to be able to get gain his confidence. But it was a really impressive win for the Vikings, especially putting 38 on a on a Eagles team. Um, so I'm I'm impressed with this Vikings team. Um, and but they're really in this tough battle in this NFC North, where I would say all four teams have a chance um, at winning the division. Um, even the sneaky uh, Lions, who have a really key game. We're recording this on a Sunday night. Um, a really key divisional matchup between the Vikings or er, the Lions and the Packers on Monday Night Football, um, which is going to determine, I would say, whether or not, especially if the Lions end up uh, pulling it out against the Packers, whether or not this is a close matchup between um, all four teams in the division, or if the Packers kind of put some distance uh, between them and the other three teams. Mm. So, Mike, I think this kind of goes into uh, our picks for Week 7. Mike, why don't we start off with Week 6, Monday Night Football. This podcast should be released before uh, the Monday Night game starts off. So do you want to give your quick pick between the Lions and the Packers?
0: Yeah, I, I like the Packers here at home. Uh, they have a three-and-a-half line over the Lions. Um, <clears throat> yeah, for me, I think that this is like a Aaron Rodgers Hopeful game to my Jimmy Graham. Um, f- some fantasy implications there, but in all honesty, you know I've kind of liked the Packers this season. Um, they're just a very well-balanced team. Uh, Aaron Jones played out of his mind last week. Yep, in four touchdowns. Yep, four touchdowns. And Aaron Rodgers um, playing respectable so far, but hasn't really, you know, been unleashed in this LaFleur offense right, just yet. Um, Devontae Adams will be out, so I think that's going to be a huge consideration. They're going to obviously go with the run a little bit more and try and replicate that success. Um, no, the Lions have looked like a good team, but I am surprised that the line is only
1: 3.5. Yeah, I'm not that surprised. It kind of just shows on a neutral field. Packers are still favored by half a point, and I think they're, it's pretty much there. Maybe a little bit low, but I would say that... Um, I'm taking the Packers here as well at home. Um, I'm curious to see, like, how some of the other receivers step up in the absence of Devontae Adams. So I wonder whether someone like uh, Valdez Scantling or... Mm-hmm, no. No? No? Is <laughs> no, that someone no, that I, you're I, not I've trusting? Burned. I've been burned. Uh, okay. Uh, Geronimo Allison? Someone like that? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I mean... <sighs> and and it, it's kind of interesting, like, the Jimmy Graham experiment in... Um, Green Bay has largely failed in terms of um, that kind of connection being rekindled um, or being kindled between Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Graham, and it hasn't looked that productive. But with maybe somewhat, maybe uh, Adams's absence, maybe there is going to be more of a connection between those two t- t- those two players. Hopefully, mm. for Michael. So, Mike, why don't we go into our picks? I'm going to just kind of go run through them, and why don't we give our picks for each game in Week 7. So, Mike, first game I got up, Chiefs-Broncos. We didn't really talk about the Broncos in some of the games that we reviewed in Week 6, but they ended up having a 16-0 victory against the Titans. Mm. Chiefs are kind of coming off of two straight losses, who do you have here? Broncos are at home.
0: I mean, obviously, I have the Chiefs here. I think this is kind of a, I mean, it, it it's a bounce-back game, right? They're going to want to show that they are legit. Um, and the Broncos, I think, are going to have a rough, rough time. Uh, <laughs> for me, I, I, I just don't, like Chris Harris Jr., they have a pretty solid secondary there at the Broncos. But I just, I mean, I, I just like really, I really like the Chiefs. I, I I've, I've kind of been surprised at the last two results. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of shocked that they they lost to the Colts. I'm kind of surprised they lost to the Texans. I thought that was going to be a bigger shootout than it was. Um but yeah, like I'm not afraid of this defense. Oh, sorry, this um this offense of the Broncos and I don't think that they're going to get hurt as much um, by the ch- their Chiefs defense not being able to stop them. Like I I'm, I'm not sure Joe Flacco is going to throw for 400 yards here.
1: So you got the Chiefs. I also have the Chiefs here. Um, if they're not able to win this game, then I think there's some real question marks going forward yep. in terms of whether or not this Chiefs teams, this Chiefs team is a viable threat. Cowboys of the AFC, uh, the Patriots. Yeah. Yep. So I think it would there'd be some really really big questions uh, that need to be asked by the Chiefs and whether or not the defense um, would be good enough in the playoffs to kind of go up against uh, the Patriots because we kind of know what they have offensively. It's all about whether or not they're able to make key stops. And I think going into this year, we kind of already knew with some of the personnel losses that they ended up having that this was one of the looming questions for them um, as the season wore on. And I maybe this is a personnel type of um I guess, struggle for the Chiefs in terms of whether or not they've placed adequate depth on this defensive, um, on the defensive side of the ball for them. Mm. So I have the Chiefs in this Thursday night game. Mike, let's move on to Sunday night, or er, uh, the Sunday 1 o'clock games. Raiders, Packers, who do you who do you have here?
0: Yeah, so for me right here, Raiders, Packers. Yeah.
1: Um, <coughs> Packers are at home. I think I'm taking the
0: Packers, but... I'll, I'll take the Packers, too. The Raiders aren't bad, though. That They're not bad. It's not a, not a bad Raiders team. Surprise, surprise. They're, they are not bad, and
1: they're coming off a bye week. So does that change anything with the Packers coming off a short week and the Raiders coming off of a bye week?
0: For sure. I do think that that changes a lot of things. Um, you just have a lot more time to scheme uh, for the opponent, and... It being a short week for the Packers here, and um, right, obviously as playing the Monday night game. Yep, playing the Monday night game. I think, I I think it's a lot tougher because you still don't know if you have Devonte Adams, right? You're just gonna get off of your Monday game. I, it's just gonna be hard to to prep for this Raiders team, in my opinion. Um, talent wise, Packers should win this. It's at home as well. Those are a few factors that I like, but. Yeah, I, I don't feel great picking the Packers in the seven line here. Should I go upset special here?
1: You can go ahead. All right, I'll go upset special. I think the Raiders burned me the last time I went upset special with them and they got killed, but I'll go with them again. Mm. Um, I think it'll be a really, really good game. Um, I think it'll be a surprisingly good game for um, for people that may might not be expecting the Raiders to kind of put up a showing. Uh, but on the road, we'll see how they do in this game. Um, I it, This is based just off of, like, they'll have a lot more time to scheme, um, especially with that week off and maybe the Packers kind of. And we don't really know what's going to happen in that Lions game. Um, but I kind of like the Raiders just with some of the extra time that they have. Yep. Mike, Rams, Falcons. Um, the Rams have to kind of w- not. They kind of have to win this game, don't they?
0: Yeah, I mean, I was talking about this earlier, but they have a kind of light schedule for the next three weeks. Um, Falcons are up first for them. Um, I mean, if you're 6-3, and three, you're obviously in the race, but Falcons, Bengals, Steelers, they have to win those three games, and I think they do. Uh, I'm taking the Rams here, but I'm taking the Rams, but the Falcons, like, you never know when they're going to, like we said earlier, they're talented enough that they could kind of turn it on against a random team and, play, and be that dark horse, like, upset team, right? Mm-hmm. They they are talented enough to go head-to-head with the Rams. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that the Rams, just, like, I, I think the Rams win this. Um, it's a must-win for them. Too many expectations. Falcons players are, like, giving up at this point.
1: Yeah, I really, like, I don't really love the Rams, but I think the Rams really need to have this one. And if they don't, then... Th- then it's officially they're in trouble mode uh, with this Rams team in terms of whether or not they're going to have a playoff run in them. Um, So, Mike, 49ers, Redskins, can we – are we doing this quickly or is this something is it, No, it's a Redskins gain confidence with their first win this week against the <laughs> Dolphins? Is, is this just kind of like 49ers write it in pen right
0: now and move on? I think so. I think so. So <clears> – <throat> You know, I picked up Adrian Peterson, who was playing the the uh, the Dolphins. He had, had a done a day over 100 yards. He had done nothing over in the past under couple weeks, 30 yards here. I might take the under here. Okay. So, uh, yeah, no, I I don't think the Redskins are able to move the ball. I I foresee a lot of fumbles and a lot of picks. So, if you have the 49ers defense, good on you.
1: Yeah, I like the 49ers here as well, even though it's on the road, making that long West Coast to East Coast flight, still like the 49ers. Mike, Texans versus Colts. This is a key divisional matchup. Mm. Colts coming off of a bye week here. Do you? Who do you like? Colts are at home. Um, the Texans coming off a really, really huge win against probably the one of the top two teams in the Kansas City Chiefs of the AFC. This is one of the key divisional matchups that's going to decide... Who takes the AFC South? Mike, who takes this key AFC South battle?
0: I like the Texans here. Okay. I like the Texans. Um, I mean...
1: (coughs) And these are two teams that uh, meet up after they beat the
0: Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Colts, who have they really beaten? Mm -hmm. Um, Besides besides the the Chiefs, Chiefs, of course. Yeah. That was a great win. A great win. They kind of... Really used the roadmap, Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack, right? Yeah. Really ran the ball well, um, but yeah, they lost to the Chargers, who we both think might not be very good at all. They uh, they beat the Titans barely, um, they beat the Falcons barely, and uh, they lost to the Raiders, mm. right? So, not. Not the most. This is Bill Simmons's team right now, so like it, it is, it is. So I mean, we've we've liked the Colts. We they're they're a well-rounded team. I think Mac is a pretty fantastic running back. Um, Jacoby Brissett, pretty you know, average, slightly above-average quarterback play from him. But for me, the Texans are clicking. Like they their offense is kind of on fire. Like I I don't know if. There are many offensive teams better than the Texans right now, maybe the Chiefs, but they—I mean they—they they were able to handle business against the Chiefs. So for me, I—I I, I like the Texans here. I'm going Texans here as well, but I think it's going to be a really
1: close game, um, and I'll be sweating it out and probably be like sitting there on Sunday mm. saying like, "Why didn't I choose the Colts?" But I'm going Texans here. Um, maybe it's recency bias, but Texans. Vikings, Lions. We don't really know what the Lions are going to show um, this week against the Green Bay Packers, but they have another key divisional matchup against the Vikings here. Who do you like?
0: Yeah, I mean, I like both teams. I think that they're both uh, legitimate NFC contenders. For me, I will take... Lions at home? <sighs> Lions at home. Lions at home? Uh Matt Patricia at home. No, I'm going to go with the Vikings, actually. Okay. So I'm going to go with the Vikings. Um, yeah. I mean, Kirk In Kirk, in Kirk we trust. In, in Kirk, I don't trust. But in Kirk, I think uh, I'm seeing some good trust things. Trust enough? Trust enough. Trust okay. enough. And I trust his defense, too. So I trust the defense. I, I trust the run defense to kind of control Curry on Johnson. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Stafford's going to make some plays. Um but for me, I think the Vikings have enough offensive pi- uh, firepower to do just as much as the Lions and maybe a little bit more. Yeah, I like the Vikings here as well.
1: I, I think they're going to be able to...
0: It's going to be a close game. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really
1: close game. Um, Obviously, we don't know the line yet because, what, because the uh, Lions haven't played this week. But I like the Vikings just because I think they've m- maybe figured out the formula in terms of what the right balance is in terms of play calling um, between the run and the pass. Um, mm. So they won't be able to load up the box against Alvin Cook and maybe kind of exploit some of the one-on-one matchups that teams have been playing uh, against um, Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen. So I am taking the Vikings here. jaguars Bengals is this just a quick pick? I
0: the yeah. Bengals are not good no the Bengals are horrible um well I mean AJ Green potentially might be back for the game does that change much though
1: uh after a week six week injury that he's hasn't played out I mean the, yet? G-
0: the game so for what I will say the Bengals games happen relatively close um for the most part20 against the Seahawks 2117 against the bills um I, I mean it wasn't a few years like their team hasn't changed that much um, from the when they're uh, ma-
1: yeah the key I would say the key position players haven't changed much but I'm very yeah it's very questionable for me whether or not they're gonna be able to they're they just haven't shown that they're able to be good enough against. I mean, some of these teams, and granted, they've been close games, like even this past week against the Ravens 23 17, pretty close game. Mm. They just haven't figured out ways to win. And I think that's a little bit concerning uh, for this Bengals team. Jaguars on the road. Minshew struggled this week as well. I know. <laughs> and we will get to that if later.
0: So I, I put him in my uh, my fantasy. You know, he, he had an adolescent 15. Obviously struggled a ton as my streamer. Um, yeah, I bet if I put Minshew in on my fantasy, the Jaguars would lose. But I probably will drop him, so I think the Jaguars will win. Against <laughs> <the Bengals. laughs> Sounds good. So a little re- little jinx there for uh from Michael.
1: Um, Cardinals Giants. Th- is this appealing to you at all? Daniel Jones versus Kyler
0: Murray. No, it's it, it's not. Um, hmm. I think I'm taking the Giants though. At home? I'm kind of glad that we disagree on this game then. Um, okay, really, Kyler. Kind of really depends if Saquon is back. But, I mean, I, I kind of like what the Cardinals showed uh, in the game against the Falcons. They're really able to move the ball well. That guy Chase Edmonds is kind of the real deal. Shifty. He's shifty. He's shifty and, and yeah, he has burst when he hits those gaps. And the motor, like every single play, he, he went out and tried to make a play. So... Um, yeah, I like the Cardinals. I think that Kyler Murray is like starting to get accustomed to some of the games, uh, NFL play. So yeah, I'll take the Cardinals against the Giants.
1: All right. So I got the Giants here. Um, yeah, I'm keeping track of these right now. So Michael so I have the Giants.
0: I think I did well week five though. If we go back on the tape. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to review the tape and see which ones we differentiated on and then we'll tally it up. Um so I got the Giants, Mike, and then I'm looking back. I have also I also have the Raiders and you have the Packers, but I think those are the only two games we differentiate on mm-hmm. so far uh this week. Um Mike, who do you have man, n- Dolphins, Bills, Bills at home? I mean Bills. Yeah. We don't really even need to talk about this game because yep. the Bills are, or the Dolphins are terrible. They ended... It, it, Adrian the, Peterson at over 100 yards. I mean, are the Redskins and the Dolphins the two worst teams in the NFL right now? Um. Yeah. Yeah, and that... Granted, it was a really exciting game, and Brian Flores decides to go for two. Ryan's fifth. Ryan Fitzpatrick will never die. Harvard graduate Ryan Fitzpatrick mm. um, was able to show that he's pretty much like the ultimate backup quarterback and just comes in and and was able to kind of lead the Dolphins to a potential game tying um, extra point. They decided to go for two, didn't get the two pointer and. Um, Not a great play call, to be honest, to go for the two pointer. Um, Yeah, it's horrible play call. Um, but that, and I think a lot of people think like play call because it didn't work. It was it was a bad play call, but no, it's not a great play call in general. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised
0: Um, if GM phoned up, you know, the team right before that play is like, just drop the ball.
1: Yeah, first-round pick, first-round pick, uh, first pick coming. So yep. uh, try to make our odds as good as possible. So the Dolphins, um, yeah, they're just not good. So I'm going Bills all the way, who would surprisingly be 5-1. and one. Mm. So that is an interesting developing storyline um, there as well. Mike, Chargers-Titans, um, yeah, these two teams did not show out very well this past week. Uh, we didn't talk about either team. Titans ended up losing sixteen zip this past week against the Broncos, and then the Chargers, um, which just finished about an hour ago, kind of showed a stinker against the Steelers before kind of having, um, kind of making a run in garbage time to try to tie it up late. What were your thoughts on this game?
0: Yeah, no, I <laughs> the the Chargers did not look good. At all, um, I think I'm going Chargers though in no, this game. No, I, I mean I'm going Chargers too. I, the Titans are a mess right now. They brought in Tannehill. They today. brought in Tannehill, Mariota. That's just gonna be a huge quarterback controversy. Yeah, yeah, distraction. Like, it's, yeah, it's it's. But the Titans are that team that's like, you just don't know with them unless it's a. G- if it's like Patriots Titans, you go Patriots of course. Uh-huh. But if it's like Titans versus like, you know Steelers, if titans versus like even like ravens or even seahawks like i i could see the titans pulling one out right Mm -hmm. they're just like that friggin' wild card team that yeah it's just like high variance with him all the time um yeah i could totally see the titans like returning like two touchdowns or something against the chargers but yeah overall i'm gonna go with the chargers too got it raven seahawks yeah this is a great great game um yeah, I mean I I'm, I'm going to go with the Seahawks here. We're mm, still... at home. Yeah, at home. Um we're still not really sold on I'm the not Ravens, sold on yet? the Ravens. No. I'm not sold on the Ravens yet. I'm either. not
1: Even though they beat the Bengals this week, they I'm still not sold on them and it's it's like a weird thing because they're sitting at 4 and 2. They have a two-game lead in the AFC North. So they have a bit of a cushion between them and the Browns and the Steelers and i'm not exactly sure anyone will catch them in the regular season but in terms of like what their playoff chances are i'm not entirely comfortable like i wouldn't be entirely comfortable betting
0: on this team no <laughs> no i i i mean i think lamar jackson is a gamer he's like a like a, a true competitor
1: he had 150 yards rushing today and a touchdown which would have been very appealing on a fantasy team yep. um if he was just a running back but he's a quarterback and he was able to throw for a couple hundred yards as well so it's he's such a dynamic player with the ball in his hands and like the way he runs when he's scrambling out of the pocket is just effortless like it's the true. way he runs
0: but the Bengals right like no, I mean yeah I mean we talked about it earlier for on in our prediction the Seahawks the Seahawks front seven kind of starting to click a little bit more Are um, you worried Will Disley reported he has a, a torn ACL um, um and yeah, Russell it,
1: Wilson was kind of his one of his favorite targets there
0: Yeah I it's definitely a little bit worrying but Russell Wilson has worked MVP? with a lot less Do you think he's the MVP so far this year? I I would need to think about it but um, I I think right now for now probably yes um, he'd be the MVP, but yeah I mean in terms of this game I think that Russell Wilson has done it with less in terms of wide receivers and uh, tight ends, um so for me I think it's next man out of Seahawks kind of role in this game.
1: Got it. I I have Seahawks as well at home so we don't differ there.
0: Saints Bears Mike Oof.
1: Bears at home this was probably one of the toughest games for me to choose
0: yeah i'm gonna go with the bears here
1: um okay we have a difference i have the saints here um it's tough because and my rationale here was it's tough because i think the saints are playing obviously the better defense but i don't know if i is is mitch trubisky back here is it or is it like chase daniel what what's going on here
0: Yeah, no, that's what makes this game extremely tough. Uh, I I think the Saints are a really well-coached team. Um, But for me, I think the Bears, with their bye week... um, Defense? Ability to scheme, all that type of stuff? At home. Kind of got embarrassed a little bit last, like, two weeks ago. Or, yeah, sorry, last week. (coughs) So... For me, I, I kind of like the Bears here. I think this defense is still quite good. Something about the London game always, you know, causes some weirdness. Yeah. But for me, obviously, like the the quarterback controversy is is kind of troubling. I I am not sure who I'm gonna see actually uh, with Trubisky I, and Daniels. And yeah. I, for me, I'm betting on the defense. Do you and think it changes their
1: ability that much if it's Daniels starting co- in comparison to Trubisky?
0: No, I don't. Um, I think Daniel's might actually be a slight upgrade. And I kind of might play that game where it's like you don't know who you're going to see. Mm. Um, So you kind of have to prepare for both. Yeah. But for me... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not betting on the Bears because they're quarterback. I'm betting on it because they're defense.
1: Yeah, and I think on the other side of things, for me, the Saints have been hugely impressive in Drew Brees' absence, especially with Teddy Bridgewater. And Bridgewater hasn't done much, like if you look at it statistically, but he's been able to what people like to call manage a game and be able to kind of guide the Saints team into the right positions to be able to succeed and win, which has been an overall positive for the Saints team because they're sitting pretty right now um, in the NFC South, and they are looking like um, between them and the Panthers going to be duking it out for that NFC South title and sitting at 5-1, and one, which who would have thought with that Drew Brees injury that they would be um, sitting atop the NFC South? I think... The Saints would have been happy if they're anywhere in the vicinity of one or two games um, of that first place finish in that NFC South without Breeze. And Breeze looks like he's going to be coming back after six weeks. So that kind of puts him in week eight, week nine territory as well. So be on the lookout for that in the
0: next couple weeks. Yeah, I think it's a different level of edge that these Bears might have. That NFC North is really, really competitive. Um, and for the NFC South, I think that the Saints are playing against, you know, the Panthers there. It's a two-man race. But I, 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 I kind of like the Bears here slightly. I mean, for you, like you both – you you know that for me the Saints are you know they were my Super Bowl pick NFC champion yeah right and uh, overall really like them but I like them a little bit a lot more with Drew Brees obviously
1: so Mike we got two more games left the Sunday night game Eagles versus Cowboys and then the Monday night game Patriots versus the J E T S Jets Jets mm. Jets, Jets. Mm. so Eagles Cowboys Mike who's your pick here Eagles have kind of struggled, so have the Cowboys. This is kind of one of those, I think, key NFC um, East battles, um, key divisional rivals that there's always some weird stuff that ends up happening in these NFC East games. Mike, who you have here, Cowboys who, are at home. Who do you have for the Cowboys-Eagles game? The Cowboys, I I just went home team here and I have the Cowboys, but I don't – I. As soon as I said it, I don't love that pick.
0: Well, I'll go with the Eagles then um, for this. Okay, game. all right. So for me, I I kind of like the Cowboys here a little bit more, but we need some uh, we need some differentiation uh, on the pod, and I'm not I don't feel good about that Cowboys pick. But for me, this is like a <laughs> three and O oh and going 0 oh and three. You know, Jason Garrett on the hot seat. Like, is he on is the hot seat all immediately? No, I he mean not on 3? the hot seat, but like it's getting warmer. It's getting warmer. And th- this brings back my theory of
1: what does Jason Garrett have on Jerry Jones for Jerry Jones to not have fired him in the past couple of years, um, especially when they've struggled. It's uh, the seat's getting warmer though for me, um, <laughs> and especially if he ends up losing this game. Like, there's the dr- it's gonna start. Getting louder and louder for Dallas Cowboys.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> for God me, forbid
1: they lose against the Giants. Um, yeah. that like, would be
0: bad. I just don't know who, especially if Amari Cooper is not a hundred percent. Like they exploit that matchup. I think that would be a huge, huge uh, injury if Amari Cooper can't play.
1: Yeah, the Eagle like and that Eagles uh defensive secondary wouldn't be as big of a weakness.
0: Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think the Eagles, um, you know, front seven can control and can contain Dak and, um, you know, Zeke. But for me, with no Amari Cooper, I, I like the Eagles a lot more. But with Amari Cooper, I really don't feel good about that pick.
1: So, yeah, is, is this just because I'm the older
0: brother, you're like,
1: all right, I, we, need a, we need some difference here?
0: Yeah, we need some difference here. I mean, I like the Eagles overall as a team. I. I don't like the Cowboys, but I really don't feel comfortable with the situation that they're in. And um, I think that they are going to play extremely hard (laughs) uh, at home for this game. Mm, Interesting.
1: I I think there's two ways they can play. They'll play extremely hard or they might come out extremely tight knowing all the pressure that's on them um, in this game. Um, But I'm Mm. going Cowboys, I think, at home. It'll kind of relieve some of the nerves, and I think this yeah, is I don't gonna. Good about this I think one. this is gonna be one of those games that Zeke is gonna get the ball a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah, in but I, I various think number of ways.
0: Yeah, I think that they try and instead of like running through them through the gut a little bit, um, yeah, just just really trying to play him in all different positions, like and really utilize matchups. Yeah, yeah his pass catching ability. Um, yeah, I. I, I with, with Cooper, I really, at 100%, like, if, if they say he's fine, um, yeah, I, kinda, I like the Cowboys, to be honest. But then, for me, I'll, I'll go with differentiation. I'll go with the Eagles. Okay. I so think ma- Cooper would kill the Eagles, though.
1: Mike, Pats versus Jets at home for the Jets. Upset special
0: for Michael or no? Uh, so, I had the upset special going for the Cowboys and Jets. Um, but I think there's an element of surprise with that. <laughs> and, and now... Th- Week too early for element surprise. I think it's gonna be a closer game than people think. I mean, the Patriots are another team that haven't really, you know, who have they played? Who they have haven't they played tough
1: competition at all, they,
0: they haven't played tough competition at all, but they are managing to crush these teams. Yeah, it's um, not, it, they haven't been close games, so yeah, they haven't been close games at all. Um, Tom Brady, he's having a good Brady, like a decent, like. 45-year-old Brady season. Um, Honestly, yeah, I mean, you have to go with the Patriots here. Yeah. (laughs) As much as it hurts. Yeah. um, That nine-and-a-half line, I would have thought that would have been a lot higher, actually. But... um,
1: As soon as the Jets get Sam Darnold back, the excitement is back. But I, mm. yeah, I don't feel great about this game either. I think the Patriots kind of come in prepared, and yeah, they pull out the win.
0: Yeah, what I mean, what do the Patriots do, like do that just would crush the Jets here in this game? Um,
1: them like, and I think like offensively, them throwing the ball isn't as big of a. I would like they don't have the weapons on the outside. I don't t- think. Yeah, they uh, don't have the weapons on the outside to. To take advantage the one key matchup is Edelman and I think he would kill the Jets um, and that's and I think that's where Brady would kind of look to exploit the matchup um, running the ball as well like the Jets cut ki- like our better at, are horrible. right right the Jets run defense is a lot better which is what I was gonna say I just think offensively against this pats defense it's gonna struggle it's gonna be a lot more of a struggle in comparison um in comparison and i'm a little bit worried i think some of the offensive line struggles for the jets were masked today um against that dallas team who wasn't able to exploit it because i think the jets were doing a decent job of kind of doubling up on demarcus lawrence um, and
0: getting the ball out extremely quickly.
1: Right, getting the ball out quickly. And I felt the play calling was a lot better today. And Maybe mm-hmm. that's because um, Gaze was a little bit more comfortable with Darnold in there. But I thought it was a lot better today. Mm. But I'm still going Patriots. So um, Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll
0: take the Patriots, even with uh, that line.
1: Yeah, not much of a difference there. So, Mike, the four games that we differ- differentiate on are um, we got Giants, Cardinals, I got the Giants, you have the Cardinals, Raiders, Um, sorry, we got Raiders, Packers, I got the Raiders in an upset special, Saints, Um, we got Saints, Bears, I got the Saints, Michael has the Bears, and then Eagles, Cowboys, I have the Cowboys, Michael has the Eagles. So Mike, keep track of that and see who comes out on top, comes out victorious. We'll go on a fantasy right now. Mike, give us your fantasy report. And I don't know if you want to hear this. Um, all of our listeners that are listening, Michael has officially gone to 0-6. <laughs> Is it
0: official? <laughs> it, it It's pretty much official unless uh, Aaron Jones goes for, like, 50. Uh, it, no, it's kind of incredible. Uh, my opponent has... Um, yeah, I started with twenty more projected points, and uh, I'm probably gonna lose by twenty. So the sure life was, of fantasy football. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> are you done after this year? I no, I'm not done. Um, I I'm w- probably, I'm probably not done. I, are, are you doubling down? <laughs> no, no. I just care. I will not put as much time into it as I have been. Um, so yeah, my girlfriend Nancy will love to hear that. <laughs> um, but yeah, for me. Yeah, for me, I have the highest points against in that league still. Uh, the point, the team I played, I think, is putting up one forty on me. Um, I looked at my draft. Right, I was looking at my draft, and I was like, "All right, what did I do wrong here?" And looking at the draft, it's a fifteen-person league. Like, there was
1: this is the most outrageous league as well. Fifteen people with a
0: defensive player, (laughs) just seems kind of crazy. Yeah, so uh, you know, I. I, I don't know what I could have done better in this draft, Kev. So, you know, I'm pulling up those results here, and let's uh, let's take a look. So in the first round, 11th pick out of 15, I choose James Conner over uh, the picks before were Todd Gurley, OBJ, right? And I chose James Conner over Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams. Maybe one of those guys, but Conner's not a terrible pick. Not a terrible pick, especially with this game. So, second round comes around uh, with the 20th pick. I pick Travis Kelsey. Two picks before, I mean, pick before is Antonio Brown, uh, right after George Kittle, Joe Mixon. Should have picked up Chubb. Probably should have. Yeah,
1: Chubb, if Chubb didn't go by then, that's probably the mistake there. But um,
0: Kelsey, not not a bad pick. And then and then in the third round, Kev, I pick up Marlon Mack, Right. I'm like, all right, my my sleeper is still here, Marlon Mack, come to Papa, and I'm still struggling. And then in the fourth round, so right before I picked Marlon Mack, we're like Stephon Diggs, like Robert Woods, um, Derek Henry, and then right after we're like Philip Lindsay, like Melvin Gordon, Brandon Cooks, right? Fourth round comes around, I pick Cooper Cup. Well, I mean, what what could I have done? Well, what I I just don't understand it. So this zero and six. Fantasy is just... It's I it's it's luck. It's luck. <laughs> I, I, I'm resigned. It's just... Uh, resigned to luck. Um, it's, it's too much brain space right now. I'm putting too much time into it.
1: I call out a challenge to any of the people that are listening that are in that league to come up with a punishment for Michael if he ends up going 0-13 um, in fantasy, um, which would be actually hilarious. I feel like he... You would have to do some type of punishment if you
0: don't win a game. No, my team is kind of too good. I think to go oh and s- like it's just like too good, right? I have I still have cup. Oh, are, is Michael s- saying s- <laughs> saying this
1: into existence? No, challenging I, the not, fantasy gods.
0: I will. I will challenge the fantasy gods. I'm not gonna go on un- like <laughs> <laughs> winless for the entire season. So that'll be very interesting. And, Mike, how's the other league
1: going? Or is it s- some more of the same?
0: It's, uh, I mean, it's up in the air right now. We need to make sure that Jimmy Graham and Aaron Rodgers connect as much as possible tomorrow. But, um, yeah, 25, 30 points, I think, I would need from those two. It's a, it's a doable thing. Um, probably could get it. Um, hopeful.
1: Maybe some of the targets that would go to Devontae Adams would go to Jimmy Graham tomorrow. Yeah. So while you're recounting your fantasy struggles, I ended up coming up with a big win this week. Um, Yeah, it was a big win. Marlon Mack was out for me because he's on a bye. Um, The other team was projected to score, like you were saying, 15 more points than me. I ended up killing him by like 35, 25 points. So that was a good positive week for me. Didn't even have to watch or didn't even really have to pay attention slash stress with the Sunday night game um, to even worry about all the results or permutations regarding that because I had it wrapped up in the bag early on, uh, thankfully. And the kicker in all this is this guy is a Cowboys fan who I versed this week, and I'm a Jets fan, so that was that's a
0: good week. Another
1: gratifying thing that ended up happening, so I was able to rub it in um, in more ways than one this week in my fantasy league. So extremely happy about that um, and the progress that I showed there. Um, and yeah, Mike, any waiver wire pickups? Um, Oh, I'll be on you the waiver wires. Or do you not want to share because some particular people might be listening? Yeah, I mean. <coughs> Robbie Anderson? Yeah, any, no, I like uh, Robbie Anderson. Jamison Crowder magic?
0: I like Sand Robbie Arnold. Anderson a little bit more. He was on the field, um, I, I think, d- a little bit higher in terms of percentage over Jamison Crowder. Yep. Um, I think that they take that shot a few times. It's obviously going to be a boom and bust potential, but I don't like that matchup for next week. Uh, playing the Patriots, I think that... Don't love it. Yeah, yeah don't like it at all. But um, in
1: the next, I would say, five to six weeks, i love it as a longer-term play just because they are going to get to a weak part of their schedule.
0: Yep, exactly. So after this next week, I think uh, Robbie Anderson will be a nice flex play. Um, yeah, more of a stash type of player that you kind of get yep. now to kind of
1: reap the benefits and rewards later.
0: Yep. So for me, that's one. And uh, yeah, if you haven't picked up, um, you know, a few players like your Hunter Henry's, like your Jared Cook's, like they are starting to look a little bit more risky,
1: especially in the weak tight end position. I think Mm -hmm. like anyone's kind of trying to look for a tight end that's streaming all will Disley owners that ended up like kind of suffering the loss of his ACL injury is looking for. Um, tight end type of depth, so that's also a possibility
0: yep. um, there. And Jared f- Cook rewarded me for r- me keeping him. So yeah, and for me, um, you know, QB is a reason why I'm zero six. I've just tried plugging in Rivers. I've plugged in Minshew. Like
1: Rivers had a
0: decent recovery <sighs> after some of the struggles that he had early on in the game. Yeah, but today. <coughs> last week I really should have, you know. A lot of weeks I should have won, but uh, you know Ben Roethlisberger killed me. Rivers kills me, then Minshew. So, uh, quarterback I quarterback troubles. Fe- I him. almost feel like I should stick with one, right? Regardless, just stick with Rivers. But I like Cousins right now. I'm gonna pick up Cousins, and I'm gonna—he's gonna be my flyer against. um <clears throat> who do we have? Yeah, so he's gonna be playing. That's gonna be the Lions, and then the Redskins, and then the Chiefs. So I like not, that upcoming not bad ske- I like that upcoming schedule. Yeah, I don't
1: I don't know if I like it against the Lions. I don't know if
0: I like it against the Lions with Darius Slay of course, but um I, it's going to it's going to be a nice little step. Minshew
1: against the Bengals maybe. Little Minshew magic.
0: Minshew, you burned me. He absolutely burned me. So yeah, I, I probably will go with Minshew. Um while dropping Phillip Rivers and then adding uh, Kirk Cousins. This is what happens when you start struggling in fantasy. You start to second guess
1: second guess and question every single decision that you make. So hopefully you're not going through any of the struggles that Michael, uh, Michael is going through in fantasy. And yeah, you can sleep easy like me, um, who <laughs> is kind of doing pretty decent in the fantasy season. Probably second or third right now. Um, so Mike... It's not how you start the race. It's how you end it. So hopefully you're able to end the fantasy season strong. And um, thanks for coming on again, um, talking football with me live in SF, which is always good to do, um, talk about football live. So good good on you, Mike. Good luck this week in fantasy, and good luck to our Jets. Hopefully they could pull out a win against the Patriots and make us look wrong um, on the podcast, which I would look, I would, which I would be extremely happy with.
0: I'm happy with that too, and to, um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Graham. I'm feeling feeling a good connection, but I'll probably lose by two points. My luck.
1: Uh, maybe try like half a point, which would be even worse. So yeah, I'll I'll be there to record the misery. Um, for Michael as he kind of goes through and checks his phone every five seconds. Uh, for. Uh, with that fantasy connection. So, Mike, thanks for coming on again. And, yes, thanks for everyone that has tuned in uh, to the podcast. We will also be releasing an NBA Part 2 Western Conference preview and an update on the whole China situation that's been going on with the NBA. So, everyone, thanks again for listening. Thanks, Mike, for coming back on to the pod.
0: Thanks.